Welcome, 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 welcome. You're listening to Built by Us. Built by Us. Built by Us. Built by Us. Happy 2021, everyone. It's Alyssa and Taylor, of course, and we are back with a brand new 2021 edition of Built by Us. And we're really excited to just kind of talk about all that's already happened in 2021 and all that we have to look forward to as well. Thanks for bringing us back, Alyssa. I think that last year, uh, at the beginning of the year, we did a lot of reflecting on the previous year. But honestly, a lot has already happened in the less than two weeks of 2021. And maybe we should just reflect really quickly on some of those big events. Just a little debrief, at least. (laughs) (laughs) Just a short one uh, in these 12 days. So we had pretty much last week a day of two like breaking news events. So that was pretty crazy. I was listening to NPR on uh, the 6th and it was funny how the the host of the current segment was like, today's the day where we interrupt breaking news with some other breaking news and (laughs) pretty much the way to explain what was happening. So first off, Georgia had two runoff Senate seats uh, where pretty much both of the underdogs won which is just something that is really cool to see because we know everyone's been hearing about this and seeing the effects of organizing that happened just in less than two months that was at the helm of Black leadership. It's just an exciting thing to see and gives groups like us um, just some like reinvigoration and knowing that organizing is a tool that works so long as you're listening to the people in the communities that you're working with and they are the ones leading change. Yeah. And I keep, I keep hearing everybody talk about Georgia and all the amazing things they did because they did. And they're like, oh my God, I wish that we were capable of doing these amazing things here in North Carolina. And then I'm like, wait, but we are, we are capable of doing that. (laughs) And organizations like Democracy North Carolina and other organizations like us in North Carolina are doing the same kind of work and same kind of things. And it just really shows what people power can do when we come together. So, you know, reach out and work with different organizations like us so we can make things like that happen here too. That's right. So that happened kind of like in the night into the morning. Um, And then of course, as everyone knows, because again, you only have to be alive to know what happened last week, um, there was insurrection on our Capitol. So now that we're a few days removed from it, whether we feel clear headed or not, what, what do we, I don't know, what do, what do you feel about it, Alyssa? What is it, how does it make you feel to have seen that and heard about that and known the, you know, intent behind what happened there? I mean, it honestly just felt like, you know, the cherry on top of a 2020. It was like it extended almost for like a few more days. <laughs> and it was like, almost, it was like, yes, this is so insane. And I can't believe this is happening. But it was also kind of, like I'm numb to it to an extent of like bad things happening, I feel like. And so I was like, great, another bad thing is happening now. Cool. And I'm just living through it again. And that's nothing I can do about it now. That's cool. And so I just guess I felt helpless, numb. It's just like, it's really upsetting. You know, it's just like another instance of seeing injustice so apparent and then nothing happening. And then life just keeps going and, you know, numbness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel the same way. Um, The numbness thing is, I think, like really poignant and 
a, like a really awful side effect of how the last few years have been just going through one bad thing after another and becoming desensitized and knowing in your brain that these are horrible things and recognizing that they're horrible things and doing things, you know, we are doing things about these horrible things, but it's like the feeling behind it is gone. Yeah. Or dull. Cause you know, it happened in, like in the middle of the day. Right. So like I'm working, I was in meetings or just in the middle of doing something. And I remember I'm staying with my grandma right now and I walked through the house to, I don't remember what I was doing, but I walked through the house to go do something. And she just yells at me. She was like, people stormed the Capitol. And I was like, "Ugh, of course they did. Cause I didn't like fully take it in. And she just said that one sentence. I literally had the exact same <laughs> react, like the exact same. I remember I was just in my apartment. I was sitting at my couch and my friend was like looking at Twitter and I was like, Oh my God, did you see that this, the, the Capitol is trending and that people stormed the Capitol? And I was like, Oh my God, of course they did. And I literally didn't even stop to look. I just kept doing my work. I was like, Oh my God, people. Ugh. <laughs> like exactly. that reaction isn't normal. And it's like, right. Ugh. right. So then after I, I sat back down and I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> what? Our capital, the capital? Like, wait <laughs> a minute. O? Storming the capital, that's like not a thing that should happen in real life. That's like some TV level shit. And has I- Olympus fallen? Question mark, question mark. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So then I got on Twitter myself and then turned on the radio. So I was like, uh, NPR at least is only one of my senses just only have to listen to it or Twitter I can just read it and get through it really quickly so yeah that's how I spent the rest of that day you know it's like multitasking because you're like trying to do other things while understanding what's going on and so then we at DEMNC spent some time you know huddling and figuring out what our response would be and what it is that we want to do in terms of action Uh, because as I said earlier we always need to be doing something we ended up deciding that we want to um, ask our voters support impeachment and not just impeachment from the House, but also removal. Um, and so, you know, we sent out communications about how we believe that uh, and that not only did he tell all these people to go storm the Capitol and take back an election that was done freely and fairly and did not come out in his favor. Um, But, you know, he's been soaking these people for 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 a long time. And just that day went down and said, yep, go do this, essentially. But the other part of this is a lot, like you hear other people saying like, why do we have to put our efforts into impeachment and removal right now when inauguration is so close and he'll just be gone. And that's, we can't, we can't be okay with just him leaving um, office because one, he's not really made any um, attempts to act as if he's going to be super chill about this and transition power peacefully But the fact that all of these supporters now are super angry because one, they lost the election and two, all of these people believe that they have been wronged, right? So it's this false narrative in their own brains that they're the ones that are being oppressed. The idea that these people and their leader are just going to sit back quietly now is very short-sighted 
and it is dangerous to just sit back and believe that that's going to happen. Yeah, I think it's just just the thought of doing nothing about this very dangerous attack on the foundation of our democracy is just a really scary thought. And then to also think that if we do just allow if we do just allow it to happen, you know, we just let them peacefully and quietly leave with no actions being taken. They have a lot to gain as well by leaving office still with we do nothing. And so I just feel like it's our duty as people to hold our leaders accountable in the way that they need to be held accountable. Yeah. So that was week one. And hopefully the rest of 2021 is filled with proper action, uh, holding people accountable, taking the right steps towards increasing rights for everybody and for dealing with oppression of the people who are legitimately oppressed. So let's reflect briefly on 2020. Yeah, we don't need to go too much into that. You know, we lived it, okay? <laughs> I, sometimes I feel like I'm still living it in a loop <laughs> in my brain. I, I talked to somebody the other day and they are like, the new year actually starts in March because <laughs> that's just when my brain really resets pandemic time. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's, I think that's true. <laughs> so, you know, I guess we could just talk about some of our favorite moments. We don't have to talk about those other parts. We don't have to talk about those again. But I know for sure one of my favorite moments probably will be one of my favorite moments from 2021 too. Democracy Summer, hanging out with all of the amazing students that worked this past summer. It was just really great seeing all the things that they did, even through a virtual internship. They really took this brand new experience that nobody had done before and just made it into exactly what they wanted to and produce some really great things. So really proud of them and that experience from 2020 and just glad that that was there to brighten up my days in the midst of dealing with all of that. Yeah. Dem Summer is always a favorite for um, everyone on staff who gets to interact with, with the interns because as I've said probably like 12 times on this podcast and I'll keep saying it is, you know, working with young people is energizing. It's fun. And, you know, it, it always reminds you why you do work like this, you know, to work with the next generation, people who are coming up and going to be bringing new ideas into movement work. Shout out to Eva and Lumi, who we miss so much. Uh, the comms cuties. <laughs> Um, another uh, great moment was our election protection program this year. The pandemic, everything needing to be virtual, uh, like with anything else, we ran the biggest vote protector program and canvas monitoring program that we've ever done before, which was not only exciting and a great, you know, favorite moment to share, but it was just, it shows the reason we did it was because it just felt so necessary to, you know, kind of as we're talking a lot before in these times where we knew that the rhetoric coming from our opposition was going to be that this election was either rigged or stolen or, you know, just ballots not being handled correctly or things just being counted wrong. And we were there to say that we were there. We had people on the ground throughout the whole process. And not only are our board of elections offices trying really hard to um, do their jobs uh, but do them under extra scrutiny and do them well as they've always done them because they believe in democracy and they believe in integrity and counting all the ballots is how they do it. <laughs> and that's just the way it is. 
And then lastly, I guess, you know, a moment that we should all be proud of is just the fact that we got through that. We got through 2020. We lived that. We all came together in the face of a pandemic in 2020 and we adapted and we changed and we are here now. And so I'm proud of us just for doing that, if anything at all. Look at us go. Go team. (laughs) (laughs) So coming in 2021, we are launching our Democracy in Action campaign. It'll be very exciting. It's a a, quite a robust campaign. And we'll discuss the campaign in our next full-length episode so you can learn more about it, get excited for the work that we'll be doing to increase access to the ballot, which largely will have to do with keeping the measures that we won for 2020 and basically, you know, quote unquote, voting in a pandemic, making it easy to do so. Why not make it easy to vote all the time? A concept. Hmm. (laughs) What? Voting should be easy? I think so. So, and then we'll also be hopping back on the redistricting train now that the census information will be released in the spring. So that will be a hot topic and something that you'll want to watch closely because the legislature has said that they're going to be doing the process more transparently. And so we need to be heavily involved to make sure that we're not being um, racially gerrymandered again. Yeah. And in the meantime, you know, there's a lot of things that you can still do um, while you're recovering from 2020. (laughs) You can keep keep having those difficult conversations that we had to have all 2020. Don't stop having those. Keep raising your voice and amplifying the voices of Black and Indigenous people of color. And if you're able to donate your $600 stimulus check, you should do that. I've been looking up a few different places where I want to split it up between excited to do that. So you're in the financial position, um, definitely look up local mutual aid funds in your area or some of your other favorite causes to donate to. Oh yeah, that's a really good idea. So we made it through 2020. Now we're on to 2021, but stick with us. It's going to be a wild ride. So thanks for listening to this podcast made of, by, and for the people. And thanks for helping us create a North Carolina that's built by us. social media you can find us on facebook twitter and instagram at democracy nc or you can visit our website at democracync.org